happened. There was something that just happened. I'm not aware of it, but uh, I, I feel like a bomb is about to go off. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Anyways, welcome on to Chasing Points. Oh, man, we got all sorts of fun stuff ready to rock and roll for you guys. We're just doing a recap on what happened for week two. We're live every other week. You can join Jordan, myself, and Thomas. Come check us out. Tiny Stay Happy Hours Chasing Points. So let's go ahead. Jordan, what's going on, man? How you doing? Introduce yourself. Where can we find you? Oh, man, I'm fantastic here. So I'm Jordan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SantosLHalper83. You can find me here every other week on DHH Chasing Points and hopefully on our Start and Sit show that we'll be doing on Sunday mornings, as well as any content that I put up will be at FantasyIntervention.com or on Twitter at JointOurCircle underscore. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Thomas, what's up, man? Where can we find you? What up? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Just ready for the, the bomb to drop uh, Kansas City and Baltimore tonight. Going to be not good for Baltimore. But look, you can find me at FF. You can see my handle there. Down at the bottom, you can catch me Tuesday nights with the Fantasy Walkabout, Friday nights with the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast. You can catch my work with the Dynasty Vipers and Fantasy Intervention with that guy right there on my top left. And do that. Yeah, and you guys can go check me out over there at <laughs> let's go. You guys go check us out over there, of course. Fantasy intervention. This is a big part, big session. Big thank you to Tyler for putting us on here. Yeah, let's go ahead and unroll this week. It was uh mainly underwhelming to be honest with you guys. Like it was what uh five or six games minimum were over 50 point over unders. It did not equal out to that. The one o'clock games were extremely disappointing. We saw a ton of blowouts, ton of awkward scores. Like I'm sitting here looking at it. We got 25 to 6, 35 to nothing, 17 to 11, 26. I mean, it was mm -hmm. just ugly. Like, it was ugly. ugly. We, had a, ugly. we had a scorigami in the uh, Cowboys and Chargers game. If you follow that, it was 14 to 11 at half. And that has been, that's the first time an NFL game has ever ended at the half, 14 to 11. No way. Jordan. Yep. Jordan yeah, coming in with the hard hitting facts. Absolutely love it. <laughs> scorigami. Yeah, it's origami, baby. I, I love it, man. It's It's been an awkward week, but uh, I feel like there are a few different games that we have to cover. Obviously, fantasy points, you know, being a big aspect of it. We expected, let's start out with the game that just ended. We expected the Chargers and Cowboys game to be a big hitter. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. this is something that kind of shocked me because I thought the mm -hmm. Diggs would be up against Williams. I thought the Keenan Allen would have a field day. You know, I expected, I expected Mark Cooper to have a subpar day. Uh, and and for you know people to actually or for I'm sorry Ezekiel Elliott to have somewhat of a decent day. However, Tony Pollard took over the the lead running back uh, role for the Cowboys. Meanwhile, Mike Williams dominated uh, over there. You know, up against uh, Anthony Brown. Was there anything that shocked you guys out of this game? We're gonna start out with Thomas. Uh, no. Um, it did not shock me anyway that Tony Pollard looked better than Zeke because you know part of the course. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, look, last week when the call was that Pollard, uh, Zeke lined up as the ump back is exactly what Zeke looks like running the football and ump back. Tony Pollard looks great. He has standalone value. He's fantastic with the ball in his hands. He creates in space. He's the better receiver. The offense just looks better with him. I'm not surprised by anything. Amari Cooper didn't play well away from home. Big shocker. CeeDee Lamb is amazing. Shocker. Uh, no, everything about this game was pretty much part of the course for me here. I mean, Eckler did his thing. Mike Williams did his thing. Keenan Allen did his thing. Yep. Everything you could kind of expect happened. 
Jordan? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I went over this game in the sit-start show. We thought it was going to be high scoring. Um, my one call of the day was Pollard over Zeke, so I was correct on that. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was sort of surprising how kind of body blows that game was for me. I figured it would be up and down more, and it was a body blow game. So um, I escaped out of it, but uh, it wasn't what I expected. I mean, Zeke, I still, Zeke still did his thing, right? He got the touchdown. Yeah. He got two receptions, 26 yards. You know, had 71 yards rushing. So it wasn't a disappointment if he did start Zeke. However, Tony Pollard smashed faces in a lot of leagues. I mean, he's either going to be trade bait for some people or he's going to be a buy candidate. So I, I really want to see mm-hmm. you know, what this kind of trends towards moving forward. Let's go ahead oh, and move on. Him. Do not move Tony Pollard. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. Unless he can exploit your Zeke owners. Uh, I'm not just even, saying. Not even then. Oh, like, man. He's I, at, not only does he have standalone value, mm-hmm. but if, like, look what happened – uh, in week 15 last week when he played San Francisco and, and he literally carried people to titles. Like, True. don't yeah. trade Pollard. Unless someone gives oh. you something ridiculous, but don't do it. Well, here's the deal with Pollard, right? Like, if you have Pollard, you don't know when to start him. There'll be some weeks where it's like, ah, you don't want to start him. Some weeks where you do, but you'll always run into this week. issue. So <laughs> you can start him every week, Thomas. So let's move on to the game that, that was more of a blowout in the fourth quarter where you have the Falcons and the Buccaneers. I mean... Dude, everybody was catching touchdowns for the Buccaneers, including the defense. Uh, you know, Mike Evans came back out, had five receptions for 75 yards, two touchdowns. You know, the Falcons, like, they were looking for opportunities to score, and they were just turning the ball over. Is Matt Ryan, although he went 35, 46, 300 yards, two touchdowns, is he bust at this point? Are we are we done with Matt Ryan? Is he even a, a two-quarterback league-type quarterback? What's going on? Talk to me. Well, you, I think you have to you yeah. have to play Matt Ryan in two quarterback yeah. leagues. I mean, as a superflex spot, superflex mediocre uh, pylon quarterbacks are kind of king because you can get them relatively <laughs> cheaply. And the offense is going to get better when they stop playing Mike Davis. Yeah. Um, I wish they would learn that uh, sooner rather than later. The picks were bad, but desperation, right? So four quarterback or four uh, point passing touchdown league. Matt Ryan sixteen point three. Is better than Dak's seven point. So if you're worried about Matt Ryan, you should be just as worried about Dak, but we're not. So as Kyle Pitts get better, who, which Kyle Pitts, pretty darn good day, five of six, 72 yards. It's that's a tight end one right there, right? So as he gets better and other players get better, they stop using Mike Davis for the love of everything holy and fantasy football, stop doing it, and they start using Patterson more. No, I'm not worried about Matt Ryan at his cost, where you got him. He's fine. If you're worried about him, be worried about Dak, right? That's yep. how you got to look at it. Yeah. I mean, who are your better options at this point? You're not going to find anybody on the waiver wire. You know, it, you could try and trade. You're going to get hosed on the trade. So if you got Matt Ryan, that's a complete hold pattern. Thomas is 100% correct. Mike Davis looks like Atlanta's version of Fat Gucci Man right now. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> like Bad. just bumbling and you don't you don't know what's going on. And Cordero Patterson looks like Cordero Patterson. I mean, he hits the line with speed and burst and aggression. And that's something we haven't seen out of Atlanta since Devonta Freeman's rookie year. So I think that you are absolutely in a hold pattern on Matt Ryan. If you have somebody in their league looking to get rid of him, go get him. If you got a two-quarterback league because he's on the cheap and they're going to throw. They're going to be down every single game. So they're going to have to throw. Exactly. The defense, good. the defense looked good to start out the game, but then, you know, obviously 
when you only have all first rounders, you know, across yeah. the board and no depth, they're going to run out of, uh, you know, gas towards the end of the game. And that's what happened. We saw after like what the second quarter, third yep. quarter, uh, they kind of fell apart to an extent. But as you talked about with the quarterback position, right? Like, you know, trying to find depth, we did have two quarterbacks that went down this week in Tua, right? And of yes, course, Tua looked bad. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. I, I actually. Wants- Oh, and Carson. Well, Carson Wentz, I think, is more of a temporary thing, but we can include yeah. Carson Wentz in this. So let's actually talk about it. Which quarterback are you the least concerned about? Which quarterback are you the most concerned about? And which quarterback are you keeping on your roster? Let's do a, a keep trade cut version of these three quarterbacks if you have them on your roster. So we have two attack of Aloha, right? We have uh we have uh Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. and we have Carson Wentz. Which one are you trading? Mm-hmm. Which one are you keeping? Which one are you cutting? We'll start with you, Jordan. I think I'm keeping Tyrod based on the injury. He gives me the most upside out of those guys, and I just I absolutely trust him. Um, if you look back at his fantasy stats when he actually does get to start and gets that full game, he's extremely reliable, takes care of the ball, and has rushing upside. Uh, I think I'm going to try and trade Tua, um, and I'm just going to cut Wentz. Uh, that's assuming he's injured. I mean, it, Wentz is a shadow of a shell of himself. Uh, he is one good hit away from maybe never playing again. And quite frankly, I like the other two guys. I think Tyrod Taylor has too much upside. Didn't Carson Wentz play well before he got injured though? I mean, overall, not for, for NFL purposes, but for fantasy yep. purposes, Carson Wentz was actually startable this week. Yeah. He was yeah. actually a good quarterback, especially for two quarterback leagues up against the Rams, by the way, who have yep. one of the best defenses in the entire league. So yep. I don't want to move on from Carson Wentz. Thomas, how are you feeling? See, I almost agree with everything Jordan said, but as you just mentioned, 17.58 fantasy points for the same format of four passing touchdowns. Going 20 of 31 for 247 and finding Pittman over and over and over again, I think he looked just fine settling in considering the time he missed in the preseason. So I am trading Tua because that injury looked nasty, nasty. Uh, the x-rays apparently came back negative. They're going to do more scans tomorrow. So that's important to keep watch on. Jacoby Brissett looked bad, 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 bad. So be concerned about all the Dolphins fantasy options. Uh, very concerned. Sell. And then I'm I'm cutting Tyrod Taylor because he doesn't hold fantasy value like at, at all. So I'm trading to it because he has the best dynasty value right now. I am cutting Tyrod because there's no long-term and and I'm just going to bench Wentz because he's just fine in two quarterback leads. Again, 17.58 points. Uh, Matthew Stafford had 17.22 in that same game. So quarterback is fickle. Um, As much as he might've looked gross, just don't watch the game. Don't watch the game and just look at your fantasy team after and you'll be happy. Jordan, your dad, right? He's in the medical industry. So from your dad's medical perspective, you know, what does he think of Tua's injury? Uh, rib, ish, rib injuries are very tricky. So as Thomas said, he went and got x-rays. They're negative. We will not be – you won't be able to see a rib injury unless it's fractured or broken uh, on an MRI. The problem is you get that injury torn and there's no healing or there's no kind of prevention or rehab for it. It's like a toe injury. Uh, he could have to wear a flak jacket. Um, there is a possibility he punctured a lung that doesn't always show up on an x-ray. Um so it depends. Rib injuries are very, very tricky. So we're going to have to wait and see on the MRI. So again, I think uh, to Thomas's point, we hold there on Tua. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to something more positive. Uh, we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey. You know, is he still an RB1 after this week? I mean, 
you know, nobody knows, right? Like this is just up in the air. Totally kidding. Let's move on to something else that's actually more relevant. DJ Moore. Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore up against a <laughs> DJ Moore up against a very, very good Saints defense. Eight receptions, 79 yards, one touchdown. Who is the wide receiver to own in this offense outside of Christian McCaffrey? I know he's running back. I can't, still. I can't believe you just asked that question. I have to ask. Like, I can't believe you asked who the number one is outside of Christian McCaffrey. It's DJ Moore, and it's not relevant. The guy does things that NFL receivers wish they can do time and time again, and I get it. He hasn't scored touchdowns, Tom. I understand that, but he's going to. <laughs> He's going to be relaxed. I was told, and I'm not (laughs) kidding. I have been told that DJ Moore has the chance to finish fourth on the team in targets because Robbie Anderson's going to push him down. And he pushed him down because he took his job last year and he had more targets. DJ Moore's profile coming out of college was fantastic. He has back-to-back thousand-yard seasons with dog water level quarterback play and Sam Darnold uh, as much as everyone wants to take a giant dookie on him for his career with New York looks just fine under Joe Brady's tutelage so chill out relax okay DJ Moore is the wide receiver to own I don't care about Robbie Anderson and dynasty I want Terrace Marshall but other than that it's it's DJ Moore you never sit him okay not only is he getting Yes, I'm a thousand percent sure. What about ben, Brandon Zilstra? Because Brandon Zilstra, <sighs> dude, he dominated stuff today. <laughs> did, did, did anybody see Brandon Zilstra? What was the other guy that I actually sent in a group chat? Like that, the fullback, I think, like scoring the yeah. first two touchdowns. That the Browns fullback, I think, like the yeah. first two touchdowns of the game came from Brandon Zilstra or the week. I'm sorry. Colin Johnson Zilstra. looked really good running his routes today in, uh, in the time oh. that he got to see the field. Miss me, miss me, DJ Moore, baby. It's it's all it's, day. It's That's it. Not, not even close. He's a terp. His, right. his college wide receiver coach was Keenan oh, McCardo. The kid runs routes like a friggin' champ. Just t- get started. Just start. Well, let's go ahead and talk about college resumes and Zach Wilson while we're here. <laughs> Zach Wilson through four inter- interceptions. Three of them came in the first half before they started to mm-hmm. just run the ball while they were still down to try and prevent Zach Wilson from completely destroying his entire you know career by throwing 20 interceptions off the bat you know becoming the next nathan peterman essentially uh, like bill belichick we would have had him to. seeing ghosts like darnold and it was over and, and we're gonna bring this up but i feel like joe burrow was seeing ghosts and i do want to talk about that we're gonna bring that back to it uh yeah in a second but what i want to talk about zach wilson is he gonna be a success in this offense is it just that one week as a new england patriots you know i guess just casualty essentially because Bill Belichick just dominates every single rookie quarterback or yeah. is this Zach Wilson and what we expect to see where he has these up and down games like James Winston does uh look um if you've lived under a rock since Bill Belichick's been in the NFL and mm-hmm. you haven't realized that he absolutely uh molly rookie and young quarterbacks I think it's under 24 his record is astronomically impossible to replicate. Don't panic. Last week, Zach Wilson went out and put up 18.32 points against a Carolina team, uh, you know, this week that shut down the New Orleans offense, right? So they're not a bad team uh, in Carolina, obviously, from what we've seen. 
And Zach Wilson put up respectable numbers, two touchdowns, one pick, 258 yards, gave you nothing on the ground, but that's to be expected. Do not panic about Zach Wilson. He's a total buy for me. He's a total buy in Dynasty. Uh, redraft, Easy. probably Malone. But as far as Dynasty goes, or multi-quarterback leagues all day. Um, the kids got upside. You know, the, the Jets, I mean, I've got jokes until my hair fall out, but they're the Jets. <laughs> they are getting better. And to your point, if you judge a rookie quarterback or particularly a Jets rookie quarterback against their performance against Bill Belichick, again, welcome back from outer space. Uh, we have COVID here now. Uh, Bill Belichick owns both of those things in life. And, uh, Wait, you know, just COVID? come on in. I mean, he might as well. It's the Jets formula, the the uh, the Jets variant. He he might as well be COVID to the Jets. <laughs> Jets variant? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah the, the, Queens, the, the Queens variant of uh, COVID. The, the, oh the other thing about the Jets God. is if you look at the target distribution and what the Jets did today, Corey Davis only had five targets, right? The eight yeah. yards. Elijah Moore. Uh, eight re- uh, eight targets, four receptions, mm-hmm. right? Braxton Berrios had 11. What? <laughs> Target it. monster. Braxton Tar- Berrios had 11 it's a targets. It's a over there for the Jets. I don't get they it. They sat Denzel Mims, healthy scratch with yeah, yep. uh, Crowder out. All right, so here's okay? the deal with Dynasty, right? Brutal. Here's the deal with Dynasty. At the price. Sorry, I just had something come in my ear. Uh <laughs> That's what she said. All right. So as we sit there and we look Oof. at like, you know, like Zach Wilson, right? And this price, his price is super attainable. It is super attainable. And it's somebody that can actually win you a trophy. And that's my biggest thing with Zach Wilson is I keep on, I keep on bringing this up. I'm like, this guy in Dynasty can end up winning you a trophy. This guy can win you a trophy. This guy can win you a trophy. And when you end up getting that, you know, a bit or that chance to win a trophy, right? You should go to trophysmack.com. There it is. Mm-hmm. Because trophysmack.com is the best place to get a trophy. If you guys have ever seen Shark Tank, right, then you know all five sharks invest in this company. All five. Not just one. Not just Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban headed it. But all five sharks invested in this company, trophysmack.com. And when you enter in promo code DHH ring, it's DHH ring. When you purchase a trophy or a belt and you put that ring in your cart, Guess what? You get that ring for free, and that ring is a $60 ring. So mm-hmm. go check it out. Uh, they've got endorsements, right, from Ian Hartzitz, from everybody in the industry. They're like, dude, who made these belts? Who made these trophies? These things are sick. That's when you need to go to DHH, or you need to go to trophiesmack.com, enter in promo code DHH, and capitalize on that investment. Dude, get your trophy with a ring included. Once again, mm-hmm. trophiesmack.com, use promo code DHH ring for a free $60 ring. Yeah, get that get that loser, <laughs> that last place loser ring, something for free. <laughs> Dude, we, gotta recognize, we gotta recognize our losers as much as our winners. I guess so. I guess that could always work. They also have like lose prizes on there too. Their website is really, really sick. Go check yeah. it out. Trips back. It, it is cool. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to Joe Burrow, who we just brought up. Uh Joe Burrow was atrocious uh in this matchup. The whole offense is atrocious. Can we talk about how they should have drafted Penny Sewell? You know, over Jamar Chase. Should we just spend like the next oh, hour talking about Lord. that? No, no. <laughs> did the- uh, Jamar Chase did look great in this this matchup. He he did end up performing, and for fantasy purposes, you want Jamar Chase, right? Because he he was the only bright spot, I think, in this entire offense. Correct me if I'm wrong. T. Higgins did he fumble twice? Yes. 
He fumbled twice. Like un, uh, uh, just uh, uh, not even hit. Just sort of let go of the ball. Joe Mixon was atrocious. Like he was not, you know, holding like you know his spot down. What yep. I mean, talk to me. Like, what do you guys think about this offense? Is that, is that your dad? That is my father-in-law. <laughs> oh, cool, Thomas. Hello. Uh, Hi, Robert. <laughs> um, you know, what are we feeling about this? This Matt, or I'm sorry, this Bengals team is. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm sorry, is, <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor going to get fired? What's going to happen? What do y'all see from this offense moving forward? I do see him getting fired. Um, oh, Taylor? Yeah. If they can't Yeet. give Burrow a chance, then he's not, he has no shot to be successful. I mean, that was my play of the day. Since he getting two at the Bears, Bears aren't very good, but. Honestly, I knew I lost the bet as soon as Andy, Andy Dalton went out of the game. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. So it was ugly. But that was also maybe the ugliest game I've seen him play as a pro so far. So uh, I'll throw out my outliers here. I'm going to keep riding with them. It is the Bears' defense, right? And they're not pushovers. I know like they're not the same invincible defense right, from years past, but they're still darn good, right? So – it's not shocking to me that this game went south for them. Um, this is one of those games where the box scores are probably not going to tell all of the stories. You're probably going to want to dive into the advanced statistics. But if you want to just break down, uh, look, Mixon, two targets. That's lay not good. Chris Evans had one. P. Ryan had one. Lay not good. Uh, T. Higgins, 10. Boyd, 9. And Jamar Chase only had four. Four targets. You have to script that guy more plays. Just script it. Figure it out. Doodle mm-hmm. it on the sidelines. Use the NFL etching sketch pad to, to figure out what you have to do. The guy had a breakout first week, and you're like, "Hey, hey, coach, are we? We're gonna get Jamar Chase the ball, and he just..." No, I don't want to have a job next season. So we're just uh, nah, we're only he worked really hard last week. Yeah, we we like to use betas here uh, on the <laughs> Bengals. So we saw something good from Chase. So now we're not going to use them the rest of the year. We're really thriving for that fourth overall pick. So we can draft an offensive lineman like we should have this year. Well, speaking of betas, right? I mean, Kevin Ridley looked like beta tonight. I'll tell you because because he's not a true alpha. You're correct. He's not a true alpha. Thank you so much, Thomas. How do y'all feel about Kevin Ridley? Let's go ahead and let it all out. Is he the next Juju Smith-Schuster? Obviously, Juju plays in the slot. Calvin Ridley is a field stretcher. But either way, they have roles. They're not alphas, right? I mean, are we thinking that Calvin Ridley, this is a, a situation where he's an alpha and he just needs to you know, spread his wings, you know, he's a peacock, let him fly? Or is this something as to where, like, yeah, he had a couple of plays, you know, he, he will make plays because he will get the targets, but he's mm-hmm. way he was way overvalued prior to draft season. The The – uh, Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver one time in the offseason this year was the most mind-blowing thing I'd ever seen. He's 26 already. Obviously came out late. He's not a yak guy, right? He is, down a lot. he is like shiny, glistening Tyler Boyd on this team. And that's what it is. He can catch deep balls, but it's not because he's burning people. His route running is great. Fantastic. 
all starting wide receivers route running should be really good. He has hands. He's going to have targets. Fantastic. But uh, he is not able to create like other wide receivers can that are younger <laughs> and more sturdy. You're going to hate to admit it, but Calvin Ridley wide receiver 15 season is likely upon us. So enjoy that. Yep. I like it. I agree with that 100%. Uh, you know, it's it's a fun play to sit there and, and play Calvin Ridley, but he is way, way overvalued he's an, this season. He's an alpha beta. He's going to be steady, but he's not going – like, if I'm going against the manager that is playing Ridley, I'm not like, oh, God, Calvin, Calvin Ridley's going to win the week. No, I'm not worried about it. Let's talk, talk about multiple should, touchdowns. Let's talk about somebody that should give you panic attacks, right? That has not yeah. formed over the first two weeks, and that's you know AJ Brown, right? AJ Brown's been double covered. Julio Jones is doing this thing. What the hell is happening over there with AJ Brown? I think it's game plan right now. I do. Uh, I mean, Tennessee just beat Seattle on the last second field goal in overtime. If you guys didn't should see have it. been a safety. Yep, should have. Uh, but. I don't think that they have a clear script for their passing game yet. I don't think they know what they want to do. Last year was very clear. It was just well, feed those beasts, but it doesn't seem as clear this year through two games. I, th- I think, I mean, A.J. Brown's day would have been a lot different had he caught the big play, right? He had the drop. He still had nine targets, nine friggin' targets. Stay the course with A.J. Brown. I know we all wanted to see him have yak yards like he had had the last two seasons, which is like an unsustainable amount of yak yardage. He was, he was Jamal Charles at wide receiver, just bigger, <laughs> right? It was absolutely, about, yeah. he was disgusting. And his touchdowns to, oh, he had 70, I think he had 71 receptions and 11 touchdowns last yeah. year. He obviously it's needs absurd. to have more opportunity to keep that flow going, but he still had mm-hmm. nine targets today. This is one of those players, and me and Tom Lee talk about this on the Fantasy Walkabout all the time. You need to be active in your leagues, checking in on how managers are doing and, and checking in and feeling out how they're feeling about those players. So if you're in mm-hmm. Dynasty and you want to you wanna check out a feeler on how that that A.J. Brown manager is, is feeling right now because he, he could be full-on tilting about it, especially with how Derrick Henry took over that game while mm-hmm. they were down, which is what they do. Go put out a few feeler offers for him and see what's see what's floating around because his time Definitely. will come. But boy, did Julio look like Julio should have had a touchdown. That call was disgusting. It, it was. was gross, and it would have put Julio Jones up for one of the better fantasy games of his career. So he had eighteen point eight points today uh, in standard PPR. Six six catches on eight targets. 128 yards, and he missed out on one because of a horrific call. Yep. He's easily could have been a top five wide receiver on the week. Let's talk and about ex- the top performing wide receiver. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say, to your point about DJ Moore, Julio Jones is a player that went three seasons where he didn't catch touchdowns but was still a receiver one. So think about that when you think about yeah, DJ his Moore. His target volume, like his target yes. volume was gross, though. That's what did yeah. it. Targets are king, right? Oh, At absolutely. Day, Opportunity. And Yeah. Yeah, opportunities. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into a guy um, that got a ton of targets. We'll say that and did not perform at a high level. We'll talk. Oh, you know what? No, no, I'm going to switch this up. I want to talk about a guy who audible. We're going to audible this, right? 
this is a player who actually helped the team win and it was up against a tougher team that most people thought you know was going to be was going to limit his his upside and they didn't expect much from it with henry ruggs coming in with five receptions for 113 yards yes. and one touchdown yeah do you want to talk about rugs at all yes i do i really do because i don't i don't have it in front of me um right now but i want to see how much of that was yak because it was um, the the thing with henry ruggs is that alabama he wasn't the go deep burner right that he got used for last year he was the um intermediate catches the ends the the sharp outs where he got to turn and use his speed and create his own yards kind of like what we've gotten used to with aj brown but he had a big day today and this is something that uh, the managers that had been buying into rugs and holding on to him for everything they can, I wouldn't blame you for jumping ship, but I want to tell you why you shouldn't jump ship right now. And it's Derek freaking Carr has in back-to-back weeks. And I know, Chase, you're smiling because you're a big Derek Carr guy. Derek I Carr am- has never finished below QB24 in his fantasy career as far as I'm aware. 382 mm-hmm. yards today. And two touchdowns. He's so obviously good. they 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 gave Peyton Barber thirteen carries with John Gruden. Give me a freaking break, dude. Get over yourself. But Henry Ruggs had a carry for two yards. They manufactured mm-hmm. him touches, five catches, one thirteen. The score obviously. Um, Darren Waller did his thing. Brian Edwards had three targets that hopefully weren't in the last you know couple minutes to beat the Ravens. Uh, but Renfro five of seven, very standard. Accounting uh, type day, but Henry Ruggs—that's that's the guy to be watching because if if Derek Carr is letting it loose and they're scripting plays for this guy, he will be just fine. Yep, hundred percent. You know he's the athlete. They just got to give him those touches, let him get in space and do what he does best. They need to stop, kind of to your point, just being like, all right, run out routes and go routes, and that's it. Well, NFL speed is very different than college speed. NFL corners can cover that and a safety can cover enough ground to make up that. So you're exactly right. They need to put him either in a slot or in the X and get him those, those opportunities that are better for him. Right. Now, and look, I'm, I, He never should have been the first receiver off the board. Absolutely not. Rap, like hilariously should have been the first receiver off the board. And in no way is this like a Derek Carr is going to make Henry Ruggs a viable top end wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, you know, that favorite, saying that that goes out there he's a wide receiver too with wide receiver one upside weekly he's not like he's not even at like a deshaun jackson level but it's something to watch and something to feel excited about a player that let so many people down last year yeah they have to script him right obviously and you know henry ruggs is still gonna be a focal point of this offense moving forward they're still working on his inside routes they're still making sure that's right but i mean Derek carr man dude he looks impressive so far to start the year and this raiders team I know they want to run, but they're going to have to pass. And we've seen it now two weeks in a row. Uh, let's talk about the Dolphins real quick. And then we're going to end up, uh, you know, starting to close out. Actually, yeah. Let's can talk can about I the Dolphins. just, can I just do one more thing too? Uh, nope. I know the Raiders have been a punching bag on defense and it's like a, we should target the Raiders in, in fantasy matchups. But I would think twice about that because Gus Bradley is a good defensive coordinator and they kind of shellacked the Steelers offense. Uh, all around holding them out. And I know he had uh big Ben at 295 yards, but it, they, they weren't pretty yards. They were all short. They shut Najee down. Like 
don't totally attack Raiders defenses in weekly matchups. Well, let's go ahead and answer this question. I mean, are we feeling nervous about anybody in week two? Or after week two, I should say. And I mean, Miles Sanders is one of my favorite players, right? Like, so far this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say it because I talked about it. He, he, started out hot. he started out He started out so hot, and he ended up, like, crushing everything. And I know I know Jordan's over here laughing his ass off because we talked about this morning on our Starter Shit Show. And I, I like, hate Miles Sanders. He ate some, uh, but he looked good and actually made, you know, made a comment about it halfway through the show. Cause I'm like, or halfway through the game. So I'm like, dude, he is crushing it right now. Like he looks so good. And then they stopped using him. And this is what mm-hmm. happened last year. It's like, he starts out real hot. And then all of a sudden, really Bentley, really, you have to come in like this. Okay. <laughs> and then I all of a sudden he doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And all of a sudden, like he just, they stopped using him. And it's what happened last year. So were you afraid of Miles Sanders? Because it's getting me nervous. It's getting me nervous. Right. Um, for me, it's Najee Harris. Now, before everyone, when Najee Harris had 19 fantasy points in PPR League. Why do you keep talking to that voice? I'm so confused. It, it, is, it is my people that I don't want to hear talk voice. All right. Um, <laughs> so why are you passing that on to us? Because. Because I have to <laughs> inform you of why I'm coming this that way. But look, Najee Harris did save his day as a receiver. 100%. Five receptions, 43 yards. He had 19.1 points in PPR, but he scored. And you take away, and I know, ooh, you take away the touchdown. You take away the touchdown. The offense looked dreadful. It looked horrible. Najee Harris is a... <laughs> He's a touchdown or kind of bust type player right now, especially if you're not playing in PPR leagues. And for the draft capital you spent on him, I would be concerned about his his ability to put up the numbers you were hoping for uh, week to week. I, I, I agree with Big Billy FFs, my co-host every Friday, his statement that there will not be an RB1 out of the rookie running backs this year. I still believe that. Mm-hmm. Um and their schedule doesn't get a whole lot better. So I'd be worried about Najee Harris needing touchdowns to salvage days. Jordan, do you have a player? Or would you like to piggyback off one of ours? Those are the two top guys that, that I would say. But then the guy on my watch list, he hasn't played yet, is Aaron Jones. Um, mm. You know, in my league, it, it's a keeper. It's a dynasty league. So those three guys are pretty much our first three draft choices. And just given the amount of capital I think you've invested in guys like this is something that you're maybe kind of starting to get worried about. Um, that's kind of my concern. We don't, again, I'm throwing out everything I saw from green Bay last week because it's an outlier, but Aaron Jones is kind of in that situation where I'm going to give give some pause to think about. Um, I really agree with the two guys you mentioned, and I really picked Jones just as, as an add on player there because of his high draft stock. So Bentley's never been like this board ever on the show. Like he's come on shows briefly, but he is really just oh god, don't let him see the corgi. Bentley, you see the corgi? Oh yeah. Now he he has a weird thing for corgis, but let's go ahead and close this show out. On the uh let's finish on the Eagles. Like Jalen Hurts did not look good. Uh he looked good on certain instances, right? Like Jalen Hurts actually crushed it. Are you holding the lamb? You're holding the lamb. <laughs> It's Patrick, uh, the, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast, HR Alpaca. Actually, <laughs> Alpaca. Okay. So, uh, no, but as we, like, look forward, right? Like, I mean, 
yeah, some of the the ones went out of bounds. Like, you know, some of these passes were not great. Uh, I'm kind of nervous about Jalen Hurts moving forward. Like, you know, we thought that he was this this stud, and then it turns out that the guy got pushed out of bounds. You know, it just was not there. So, with that being said, uh, you know, is is there a concern for the Eagles moving forward with Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, any one of these guys, or are you still on board with them for fantasy purposes? Grab Jalen Hurts and and yep. hold on to him tightly and be very weary of everyone else week to week. Yep, I'm with you. Um, I like I like Devonta I like Devonta Smith. I like both of the wide receivers as being serviceable. You just need to again temper your expectations around them. Rager had the big play today. Um, it's going to be week. yeah, and it's going to be pick your poison between the two as far as the, that big play goes. Philly's not going to get you a bunch of those plays every week. Uh, probably one. So it's really pick your poison between the water seekers. All right. So who do you all have tonight? Marquise Brown oh, going to be a play. Uh, you know what's going to happen tonight? Nobody really knows. Wait, we got a we got a Ravens fan. We got two Ravens fans. Oh, two Ravens fans, obviously. Yeah. Jordan Thomas. This game is going to be disgusting. Um, yes, it is. It's going to be not good. I've got bloodbath. Thirty. I have thirty-seven thirteen for Kansas City. It's going to be gross and disgusting and horrific. Avoid if you're playing this slate DFS. Avoid it. If you're relying on Lamar Jackson to win you the week this week, don't. Um, they don't have Stanley right, and their tackles were already horrific. Yep. Villanueva looked like absolute dog water, kind of like the one that Bentley drinks day in and day out. It looked horrendous. Uh, lukewarm tepid dog water yeah he was so bad they had 19 pressures from their tackle positions last week against max freaking crosby and yannick and gakway the chiefs are gonna absolutely wreck maybe if you have andrews you'll be fine but mm-hmm. just absolutely gross yeah Listen. i think if lamar gets it done it's on the ground yeah my dog is going nuts right now and you know why it's because i have not shown him yet the stats that are happening oh. there fantasy points yeah he's like hey, you have to look up fantasy points and i'm like i've been trying but i can't because you're all over the keyboard and i got a show to do and he's like dude it's fantasy points it's this important i was wondering and, why you were on mute no he, he's yelling at me it's like fantasy points he's literally yelling at me fantasy points and i know dogs can't talk normally but this dog can and he's saying oh, fantasy okay. points all right have you guys ever heard, seen fantasy points fantasypoints.com that yeah. is the best site, right? When it comes to tools and resources to help you win, especially for like DFS. And totally. oh my God, he's he just literally went to bed. He's like, Hey, I'm done with you. I'm going to bed. You finally talked about it because it needs to be talked about. I'm I'm done. My job is done. Bentley said, My job is done. I'm going to bed. You're now talking about fantasypoints.com. It is seriously like the the sort the site is one of the best sites in the world for DFS for pretty much any kind of resources, including uh, you know, dynasty as well. But if you enter in code D or two one D H H 10. So mm-hmm. 21 D H H 10, it'll actually get you 10% off the in season DFS tools and resources. Go check it out. Go sign up for fantasy points. It's by far one of the best sites. 21 D H H 10 for 10% off of the price. Go check it out guys. Go sign up. And let's go ahead and close this episode out. Thomas, yep. where can we find you? We'll start out with you this time. So one more time, that's Thomas Simple FF on the Bird app out there. 
in the ether. You can catch me Tuesday at the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast presents the fantasy walkabout. Then you can that's with Tom underscore Lee nine two all the way in Australia. And Crikey. Fridays you can catch me with my mates FF underscore RTDB. You know him from the Wednesday uh, fantasy intervention show with Chase. Uh, and many arguments about Tony Pollard on the Bird app, and of course with Big Billy FF Friday at Full Tail Dynasty podcast, and also while uh, you can catch my stuff every time you see something pop out for fantasy intervention in the Dynasty Vipers. So check us out, Jordan. Yep, catch me on Twitter or in these streets on Twitter. Uh, it's at Santos L Halper eighty three, um, or my content over at uh, under. Join our circle underscore or fantasyintervention.com. You can also catch me hopefully every week on this Fantasy Start Sit show we'll be doing Sunday mornings and this lovely show we're going to do every even week of the NFL season. So every thanks for tuning week. in tonight. Listen, we have I have so many different places you all can find me, so I'm just going to leave it very, very simple. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd be going until probably the game started, so <laughs> we don't want to do that. We want to get you guys out of here. Go check me out over there on Twitter at FF underscore intervention. Uh, so many different things going on, and I posted it all in there. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming in. And Absolutely. Tyler, Tyler, are you here? Are you here, Tyler? Because we're about ready to close this show out. We appreciate you guys for coming in. Thank you guys for chasing points with us. And we will see you in week four. <laughs>